Welcome to Crystal Clear Finances, where we understand that finances can be confusing, but you don't have to face it alone, and you can have confidence for every financial decision. My name is Crystal Langdon. I'm a certified financial planner, qualified kingdom advisor, founder of Crystal Clear Finances, and your host for the next 30 minutes. I promise you from the get-go, I will try to be calmer than I was last year, last week. But wasn't last week fun? We talked about the emotional intelligence needed to be able to navigate in this economy. And it's all stemming from this four-part series, and today's the last day, where we're talking about a wealth transfer that's coming to many people in the United States. Now, if you've listened to me over the past 24 years, you know I'll talk about wealth transfers in a negative way. You know, when you transfer your money away, every dollar you give away, you lose not only that dollar, but everything that dollar could have made for you forever. I know, kind of discouraging. Well, we've talked about ways to stop those type of wealth transfers, but that's not what we're talking about this day. This is what we have been talking about for the last four weeks. We are talking about the fact that there should be a wealth transfer coming to us and women specifically coming to you. According to the McKinsey Report and the links that I have below, we can look at it and say, there could be $30 billion that comes into our hands. The problem is... Not that it comes into our hands. The problem is making it stay and then growing it and then successfully transferring it to the next generation because that's what we want to do. There is a redemptive purpose for this transfer. And unless we allow it to transform us, unless we allow it to work its purpose, it will go to us and then bye-bye, it's gone. So we want to make sure that we begin preparing now. If it's going to take seven years for this transfer, right? It's happening over the next seven years. We got seven years to get ready. So we've got to work on this. So we already talked about spiritual awareness, not going there today. We've talked about emotional intelligence. We talked about that last week. That was a ton of fun. And so this week, we're going to talk about the third component, which is having financial savvy. Financial savvy is not the same as a spreadsheet. Financial savvy is not the same because you have an account. Financial savvy is being able to say, okay, I understand how this works. And to me, that's one of the most important things when it comes to finances. You know, I know people say this to me all the time and they say, Crystal, I just trust you. Okay, that's not a compliment. Because if you just trust me, that means I haven't explained it well enough to you that you feel confident. When you look at the tagline of Crystal Clear Finances, it says confidence for every financial decision. That's because we want you to have the spiritual, emotional, and financial savvy to know, okay, this is what I need to do with my finances. So what are some areas that we need to look at? Well, let's kind of start on a broad base, right? So we've talked spiritual, we talked emotional, and if you have this in place, this financial component I'm talking about, it probably really helped you when everything went crazy with the banks a couple weeks ago, right? And that is diversification. Diversification means I'm not going to keep every all my eggs in one basket. How's that for a non-professional way of describing it? But that's what it is. But what happens is many people say, oh, I'm diversified. I have 52 different funds inside the stock market. It's still in the stock market, still the same egg basket. Okay, maybe those eggs all don't crash at the same time, but it's still the same thing. 
Does that mean that we shouldn't have any eggs in the stock market, any eggs in that basket? Absolutely not. I totally believe the use of the stock market. I don't think that's what is used that you become wealthy with. I think it's a tool. I think it's businesses and real estate. And if you can invest in companies, that can bring wealth. So let's talk about this. If I want to have financial savvy, if I could only talk to you, this was my only program that I could talk to you. Let's think about that. If this was, what would I say to you to help you understand how key this is? I would definitely talk about diversification. I would definitely talk about the fact that, hey, I believe that we should have a component in the stock market. But I think why mom, pa America and why investors get uptight is because they put everything into the stock market and then they are crossing their fingers, checking it every day, hoping that someday they'll strike it rich so they can pull it all out and then they can live happily ever after. That's not the way it goes. And even in Ecclesiastes, it talks about, hey, listen, you need to be diversified. So when the market, and then let's just kind of look where the market is right now. If the market, it, they're saying, and again, I'll put the quotes for Brian Westbury and for Bob Dahl into the links. But if they're saying we could have a mild recession, that means that the market could go down, right? That's what that means. It doesn't mean recession, doesn't mean depression, but it means that the, we could have a really good chance this year that we're going to have another year that we end in the negative. If you have everything you own in the stock market, guess how you're going to feel at the end of this year? Worse than you did at the end of last year, because last year wasn't very fun. But if you know, wait a minute, what does the stock market do? So let's just pause for a minute before we talk about other areas of diversification. You do know what the stock market does, right? The stock market has its time where everything's great and everything's booming. Then it contracts, right? And all of a sudden people get laid off and all of a sudden they don't want to pay that extra money for the fancy coffee. And then it goes through a trough where things are really tight and horrible and the sun will never come out again and people are emotional. And then it begins to expand. And it goes through a pattern. And if we understand that if we're investing in the stock market, the stock market goes through that cycle, why do we get surprised when we go through it? I, I don't understand that part. And I think it's because everything is riding on that. And when you have an investment or you have a portfolio and everything's riding on it, that means you have a silver bullet mentality, which means we need to go back up to point number two that we talked about last week and get some emotional intelligence and say, life doesn't work that way. Every now and then, yes, there's someone who buys the right stock and they bought it at $2 a share and then it became an Amazon or they buy it at whatever and then it went, now they're gazillionaires or whatever the case may be. You get the picture. But the point of the matter is, is when we're looking at the stock market, don't have a silver bullet mentality. Look at it as this is a place I can afford to lose the money. I can afford to lose the money, but I'm being intentional in how I'm investing. And I really don't think I will. I think I might have downturns with my money, but I don't think I'm actually going to lose all of it. I think I actually, because I'm intentionally investing, I'm talking to Crystal, we're talking about the funds that we're, we're investing in, I think, I think I'm actually going to make money on it. That's a good mindset to go in. Then what you do is kind of like you put it to the side and then you go focus on a different area of your portfolio. Maybe this area is your cash on hand. I mean, how many of you, 
You're probably glad I can't see you, huh? How many of you have money at home that could cover one month living expense? If you don't, then maybe you were panicked when you heard about the banks and said, oh, maybe I should get everything out of the bank. Why? Because you didn't have money on home to say, well, if all the banks crash, then we're in a much deeper problem. But when you knew that you have money at home, you breathe a little easier. So diversification says, I'm going to have some of my money and I'm going to put it at home in a safe that's locked so people can't come steal it and doesn't burn down, right? So it's in this safe that you know you could cover a whole month's living expense. You don't get any interest on it unless you pay yourself interest, but that's a whole other story. That would be a whole other discussion on emotional intelligence. So would you have the money that's sitting in the bank, uh, sitting in your safe? Where else would we diversify that would cause us to be at peace when we're looking at a market going through its cycle? Well, you do gold and silver, not the gold and silver I'm talking about that they sell you in an IRA that say you should buy this now because it always lo- it never loses value. Google prices of gold over the last however many years and you will find that no, that's not true what they said. Shocker. Oh, and you can do the same with silver. It does vacillate, right? So when we're looking at people who say you should put IRAs and have physical silver in your IRA, I always ask, well, what's the purpose for that? Is it for investment or is it for protection? And they say, oh, it's for protection because if the world collapses, I said, what are they going to do? Send you it in the mail? Who's going to deliver it? The IRS? Like, we got to think these things through. So if it's investment, then there are ETFs. There's other ways you can do investments in silver and gold. Again, this is not a recommendation. These are things just starting to think about. But is it bad to have silver and gold on hand at home? No. I love, now that I got grandbabies, you guys know that, right? I have grandbabies. I have a little girl and a little boy. And every time it's their birthday, guess what they get? Mima gets them their silver, right? I want them each to have uh, an ounce of silver every time they have a birthday and every time they have a Christmas so that by the time they get 18, they're going to have a nice little nest of silver, right? Does that mean that they'll never have to go to college and never work? Yeah, probably not. It just means that this is there as another source of what? Diversification. So to have some in silver and gold, again, if the world all collapsed, would that make it all okay because you have that little bit of silver and gold? Mm, chances are probably not. We don't know, right? But at least it's another part that we can have. All right, so let's talk about. So we've got companies that we own in the market, right? And if the way that you make money is through real estate and business, then we want to own, or I would think you would want to own, really good dividend-paying companies that are well-run. There's a whole nother discussion we can do about how to know what stage a company is in, whether it's an infant stage, whether it's an adolescence, which means it thinks it can make whatever rules it can, and it will live forever. Then there's the mature stage, and then there's bureaucracy or reinvention. So you can go through that whole cycle, whole different program. So we've got companies that we're investing in. We've got cash at home, right? At least a month's worth of cash at home. We've got silver and gold. Everyone's different, whether it's $10,000 or $20,000. But let me tell you, my opinion, you move every, all your cash into silver and gold, how are you going to the grocery store? Because they have silver and gold. So we've got, I mean, they have uh, where you have to use the dollars or you have to use your debit card. So there's things that you need to think about, though I will make a comment, um, and I will put this link for compliance in my disclosure, but there can be up to 12 states right now 
that are accepting silver and gold. So that's just something to kind of, uh, hmm, didn't know that. That's a free one. All right. So now we've got silver and gold cash. We've got the market. Where else can we put money so that we feel comfortable letting businesses go through its cycle inside a market cycle? Think of that again. Businesses, companies you own, going through their cycle while they're in a market cycle. A lot going on there. So we can always look at life insurance when you might say, well, Crystal, I don't have any debt. I don't need life insurance. Life insurance has a couple different values to it. There is life insurance that you get when your kids are little and you have a lot of debt and both of you are working as hard as you can to make ends meet because if one of you was to pass away, we need tax-free income to come in to help so that whoever the remaining spouse is doesn't have to go out the door, leave traumatized kids at home with a traumatized spouse working in the, the, the marketplace. So there is a need for death benefit for life insurance because life insurance can pass that on. Now, understand, life insurance cannot make you rich. And people think, oh, I'll just buy this whole bunch. No, they look at what your income is. They look at like your lifetime projection and they will limit the amount of life insurance you can have. So it's not designed to get you rich. It's designed to make sure you can segue through life if the loss of a loved one happens. But here's the second purpose. And guys, we've talked about this for years and I am so proud of my clients. I am just so beaming because many of them took the advice and they put in life insurance. So we didn't get the calls that said, Crystal, should I take money out of the bank? Oh, Crystal, should I take money out of the stock market because it's going to go down? I'm like, well, didn't we talk about the stock market's going to go down? Yeah, that was part of the agreement when we signed up. We realized it's the market's going to go through its cycle and the businesses inside the market, they're going to go through their cycle. So life insurance, the way that can work is that you can build cash value in it. And if it's done properly, and this is the part that just ticks me off. I guess that's not very professional. This is the part that disturbs me is that people who don't know how to write life insurance do it improperly so they can make a commission and they hurt the people and it gives life insurance a bad, a black eye. And then people are afraid to have life insurance because, oh, I don't want to be life insurance. I heard that that's bad. Yep. If it's structured improperly, it's bad. But most everything you think of, even chocolate can be bad if it's used in excess, right? So there are limits to things. You want to do it in a way that you're not worried about, okay, um, is this a good policy or a bad policy? A good policy, in my opinion, a good policy would allow you to be able to build cash value that's growing at three, four, could even be 5% inside there tax-free. So when you're looking at what's going on in the market and you're looking at what's going on in the banks, you're like, eh, oh, well, if I need money, if the banks won't loan me money, I'll loan it to myself. Concept. This is part of that diversification that we're talking about. I know we're hammering it, but if this was the only time I had to talk to you, I'm glad you tuned in today. I'm glad you're hearing that the diversification is so critical because if we just take away the power of the stock market, when we have everything in the stock market and we have a silver bullet mentality, it has power over us. When we are properly diversified, we can say, huh. Oh, I am disappointed that account's down, but look, I have this one, cash on hand. I have silver and gold. Oh, look at my life insurance policy. That's doing really nice. And I don't have to worry if there is a tightening for a while in the banks with loaning money up. I got my own money I can loan to myself. 
or I can loan to my kids. So these are key areas that we want to be aware of. What's another area? Well, you could do annuities. And there's all kinds of annuities, fixed annuities, variable annuities. Again, I am not going to go into a recommendation or a description because my compliance watches every video before it's released on YouTube, and I know better than that. But I can tell you this. Annuities, well, they can be similar to Social Security. A lot of times people say, Crystal, I don't even know what annuities is, but I heard that they're bad. Okay. That would go back to point number two, emotional intelligence. So let's go back. What is an annuity? Your social security is a government annuity. They say, I'm going to, you pay me money during your whole life, which they do, (laughs) whether you want them to or not, they take that money. And then when you reach 62 or full retirement age or age 70, wherever it is, then they guarantee they give you a lifetime income stream, at least the government's supposed to. So based on the government, let me rephrase that. Based upon the government strength, they give you an income stream that lasts for your life. That's an annuity. You give them money, and in return, you get an income stream. Well, you can make those outside of the government, right? That's what your pension is. The pension is now a corporate annuity. So we've got a government annuity, which is Social Security. We've got corporate annuities, which are your pensions. And guess what? If you have enough resources, you can make a personal annuity. Why would that matter? Because if the banks were to go crazy, if the market was to go crazy, and you have cash on hand, you have your silver and gold, you have your life insurance with a tax-free cash value that's growing in it, and then you have annuity that's giving you an income stream, are you sleeping at night? That's the question. See, there's so many other things we could talk about. Private equity, which I won't for compliance. There's other investments that are out there. But the point of the matter is, I think we've, like the video I mentioned last week, we've been subliminally (laughs) invest in the stock market, invest everything in the stock market, put everything into your 401k. Well, if you've given that entity, the 401k, your IRA, the stock market, you've given it everything you have, it could have power over you, right? Does it control how you feel? Does it make you frustrated when you see the accounts go down? Do you feel hopeless? Do you feel like you're never going to be able to retire? Or do you look at it and say, hmm, Crystal, which company do you think is not performing well in here? Or Crystal, where do you think we are in that market cycle? You know, I love listening to Brian Westbury. I love what, man, he is like, you think I'm wound? Oh, don't even put the two of us in the same room. He is wound and he is like coming out this saying, listen, if they don't do things carefully, we could end up with a national bank. Yeah, like not national bank of a town, like national, national, not a fan of that. But he began talking about this, but he also brings in the realistic thought process of how he believes in three to five years, we're going to be in a totally different place. But you can do that if you've emotionally stepped back from it and said, this is a piece of the puzzle, guys, don't make this the entire puzzle. Don't make the banking industry the entire piece of the puzzle. Don't make the stock market the piece of, the entire piece of the puzzle. You have to have all of it diversified to bring the full picture. Well, what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick 60-second break. Then we come back. I'd like to just go over some of the ideas when it comes to, all right, well, what do I need to look for? I know I need to look at diversification. What are some key things that I should probably be aware of in the financial realm? And then if we get time... 
I'm looking at the clock. Probably not time, but eventually we're going to talk about the six T's when it comes to transferring wealth to the next generation. And we'll be back in just 60 seconds. Businesses exist to create value, and that value can enhance respecting personal freedom, demonstrating concern for justice, promoting family in our communities, exhibiting responsible management practices, and environmental stewardship. But unfortunately, these values are not often found in every company, and yet they continue to grow and receive funding from unaware investors. But this doesn't have to continue. It's time to rediscover the timeless truths of investing. What are the principles and systems of measurements that we should use to evaluate companies? What are the moral ethics and mission statements of companies we're empowering through our investment funds? And at what price to our community and the welfare of others are we willing to accept profit? Find out these answers and more at the Timeless Truths event on Thursday, May 11th at 6 p.m. at the offices of Crystal Clear Finances. This live on-site event will be full of investing wisdom and timeless truths that can be applied. Call 518-433-7181 to register today. And we're back with more Crystal Clear Finances. Before we jump back into our topic, I do want to let you know that on May 11th, live in this office, we are going to have a Timeless Truths live investing seminar. Won't that be a lot of fun? We actually have Harry Nelson, who's coming in from Eventide. They're going to talk about truths, foundational truths, not like, oh, this is so simple. This is boring. But foundational truths like, hey, stick with the knitting. Hey, these are the concepts that have been proven over and over. Let's go back to the basics that really work and find out what should we be doing? What are the timeless truths when it comes to investing? So that will be at six o'clock. It's May 11th. If you are interested, please give the office a call 518-433-7181. We'll get you signed up. We'll have to take your sandwich order. It's a lot of fun, but we only have room for 30 people. So we don't want to make it too crammed in here. We want everybody to be relaxed. So give our office a call, 518-433-7181. So let's jump back into our topic today. We're talking about the fact over the past four weeks, we're talking about how I went down to Kingdom Advisors, which is a conference for faith-based financial planners. And one of the main themes is you gathered all these 2,000 faith-based financial planners was guys and gals. There is money, a wealth transfer that is happening even now and over the next seven years, and the women are going to end up with the bulk of it. We have to prepare them. They have to be spiritually aware. We dealt with it. Emotionally aware, we dealt with it. And now they also have to have financial savvy. And that's why we talked about if this was the only opportunity you've ever seen me, and this is the only one you ever will, make sure you walk away from this saying, okay, I know I need to be diversified outside the market because anytime you put everything into one basket, that basket can begin to control you at least emotionally. Now, with that being said, what are some other key areas that you want to be aware of when it comes to your finances? Huge one, taxes. Understand where the tax brackets are. When you are in retirement, people call me and they say, Crystal, I need $5,000. I say, great. Is that before I take out your taxes or after? And they're like, oh, 
I forgot that. Yes, it's after. So that means I am taking out more. Sometimes I have to pay a 30% federal tax for them and then a 10% state tax for them, depending where they are in their tax bracket. There's a lot that goes on. So one of the things that we need to know is what is the difference between tax deferred, taxable, and tax advantage. Those three components will help you or can help you so that you know, oh, I'm going to invest in this type of vehicle registration, you know, how it's positioned, because I know this one will be just taxable. This one over here will be tax deferred, which means it's going to tax me on everything, not only what I put in it, but everything it grows to. Whereas the taxable one, well, that only taxes me on what the growth is. Or my favorite would be you could do the tax advantage. And the tax advantage, you put it in and guess what? You don't pay taxes on it because it's in a tax advantage favorite account. Knowing those components, if you do that properly, when you get to retirement, I mean, think about this. We talked about diversification. What if you had tax-free tax advantage, right? Investments in the market. And every time the market was high, you were able to say, I'll take my growth, thank you very much, and never pay taxes on it. What if when the market was low and you said, oh, I actually need some money, but the market's low, you said, hmm, I'm going to go over here to my life insurance policy that, oh, that's tax advantage too, and I'm going to take the money out. And now you could get to a place where you're taking money from the life insurance, money from your market accounts, and with that money coming in, it still doesn't even impact the taxes on your social security. See, those things can happen, but what does it require? Financial savvy, knowing, okay, well then which tools do I use now in order to get there? Now, the problem is, is that many times people say, oh, I know the tools to use. I just don't want to do that. And that brings us back to point number two, emotional intelligence. Why are you looking to satisfy the desires of today at the expense of your future lifestyle? We need to make sure there's enough for the future and still have enough for you today. So it's that balance that comes in. So I would say understanding how taxes work. I think the next area, if we were to never talk and we, we just needed, I shouldn't say that because I do want you to talk, but another area would be risk. Understanding how risk works. If you step into the market, you are at risk. You might be conservative risk. You might be moderate, middle of the road risk, or you might be high risk. But the point of the matter is you're at risk. So if you are not comfortable with any risk, so I'll have, I'll have new prospective clients that come in and they'll say, Crystal, I don't want any risk. I am so tired of that. And I'm like, okay, great. So we're not going to use the market right now. And they're like, well, well how am I going to make money? Like there are other things besides the stock market that have do not have stock market risk. And so we begin to look over there. When you get into the market, you need to have intentional risk, not the casino throw the dice risk, not throw mud on the wall risk, but why am I investing in these companies? Why am I going to choose this fund? Why am I choosing this fund over the other fund? And then intentionally saying, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to take the intentional risk on this. Again, now if you have that outlook and you're diversified, are you uptight? When the bank goes through its things and the stock market goes through its thing. No, you're probably ordering pizza. Like, hey, let's just watch a movie tonight. I don't know why everybody's getting all worried. So these are things that we want to look at. I would say you'd also want to be aware 
of what an IRA is, a Roth IRA is, a 401k, and a 403b. And the reason for that is not that I'm huge with that, like, yay, yay, but they are the most common that I have seen that are used out there. And you need to know what the guidelines, think of them as buckets. You just need to know what are the rules of each bucket that you put money in. That to me, okay, diversification as we're closing, diversification, right? Taxes, how does that impact? Then we want to make sure you understand the risk and then understand what is an IRA, what's a Roth, what's a 401k, what's a 403b. And then if I could add one more thing in the last few seconds, you'd want to learn how social security works so you pick what's right for you. We did it. We are at the end of our program. Whoop, whoop. Four weeks. We talked about wealth transfer and the fact that it's probably heading your way, hopefully, right? And we want to make sure we have the spiritual, emotional, and financial savvy that's needed to not only receive it, but to cultivate it, to be able to pass it to the next generation and allow the transforming process that it was sent to accomplish. So I encourage you to give our office a call at 518-433-7181. Schedule a free initial consultation. My team and I would love to meet with you and then join us again next week as we continue to provide financial clarity so that you can have confidence for every financial decision. Thank you and God bless. This program is for educational purposes only. We understand that finances are complex. Facing them alone causes stress, resulting in wrong choices, missing out on opportunities, and having to settle for a lower standard of living. At Crystal Clear Finances, our team approach focuses on providing clarity and confidence so you can make the right financial decisions. Investment advisory and financial planning services are offered through AlphaStar Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Crystal Clear Finances and AlphaStar are separate and independent entities. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. 